it's the end of week one, and every shit performance, you guys can get dropped. Damian Lillard, dropped. Trey Young, dropped. Jeremy Grant, dropped. Andrew Wiggins, dropped. Scoot Henderson, dropped. Walker Kessler, dropped. Who else is there? Brooke Lopez, get out of here. Everyone, you're all gone. I've had it. Week one, it's done. My life's over. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. And dropped, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and King of the Drops. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use code all lowercase LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. This is the absolute last time that I'm going to mention this. It's I've said it about six different times on different podcasts. Where are the player sound drops, Josh? I can't do them. I can't do them. With some copyright issues, I just can't do them. Simple as that. All right, I will not. I'm not going to directly address it on the podcast again. Um, so I apologize. I love them. I love doing them. I love curating them over however many years it's been. I wish I could keep doing them. I can't. Simple as that. So I and I do apologize. I know that it was a part of the show, but I hope that maybe some of the other stuff that I do, information analysis, humor. Maybe it makes it worth sticking around. But, you know, if you don't want to, that's all good as well. Because I do get it. It was funny. That's why I did them. Anyway, we are here to drop 30,000 NBA players because every one of them is shit. They're all trash. And we need to go and add scrubs like, no offense to them, Aaron Wiggins or Tumani Kamara. Because you never know. You just never Well, you do. And you do. And I'm fired up. And I'm fired up. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so fired up. It's uh, it's Monday here. It's the end of week one. And we have got stuff to talk about. Two shows have already come out today. One of them a waiver wire show. Um, the other one a week. No, that was, no, there was a, a Monday look ahead show. So I'm not going to do waiver wire trends in this recap because I literally just did it four hours ago. So go check the waiver wire trends in the waiver wire show, which came up early. What we are doing though is recapping the six games from Sunday. We'll just have a quick look at some news that is important for us to, to note to start things off. Bismack Biombo is signing in Memphis. He's not there yet. They've got to play five games before he's able to sign. And even then, I do not think off the street, Bismack Biombo is coming in and starting over Xavier T. Ullman. He might get some backup minutes because they were literally running nobody as a backup center. So that might be useful for deeper leagues. But no, I don't think this makes Tillman a drop in standard leagues. No, I don't think this makes Biombo an add outside of very deep formats. We've got some updates on some important injuries. Nick Claxton and Cam Johnson are out again for the Nets tomorrow. Are we going to fall for the Dayron Sharp banana in the tailpipe? I know I've used that joke twice today, but it's funny. No, we're not. But don't be surprised when he drops a a double-double with blocks. Cam Johnson out means more Cam Thomas. I know I just wrote Cam on the thing. I just realized that is a little confusing because there are 
two blogs called Cam on that Nets team. And then for the Grizzlies, Aldama and Luke Kanata both out. So that's more Conchar. It's more Zaire Williams. It is more David Roddy as well as stream options. And of course, it's more Xavier T. Ilman. They're probably the two big uh, sort of injury news things that have come out. James Harden still not back for the Sixers, but we've got a Sixers game that we can talk about today. So we'll get into that in a second. So let's get in. Six games. I don't think this is going to be an overly long show. Sometimes we have long ones. Sometimes we don't. That's what she said. And we're going to look at all of the action here. So let's get into the first game. It was an early game. It was the Oklahoma City Thunder hosting the Denver Nuggets. And um, yeah, like, wasn't very good, was it? 128 Denver, 95 OKC. So there are a couple of things. And this is, I think, part of the value of what I do is hopefully it's entertaining, number one. This is a, just a bloody fun hobby that we have, yeah? So we'd like it to be entertaining. We'd like to win, but we'd like to be entertained. That's part of what I do. But also trying to provide you tools or context to look at things. So when you go in this and you go, holy shit, Peyton Watson, 17 points, 22 minutes. Let's go. It's finally happening, man. Can he just get, Is it, how, much, how much higher can he push? None. He can push lower. I really like Peyton Watson as a player, right? I, I do. I think he's going to develop into something really interesting. And if there's going to be injuries, he's going to hit. But all it takes to, to understand this is look at Michael Porter Jr. played 25 minutes. Aaron Gordon played 23 minutes because this was a 30-point victory. So we got more minutes from Peyton Watson, and he delivered. But delivering in a blowout does not mean that Gordon and Ponder get benched for extended periods of time. So just be cautious. Same when you look at Christian Brown, who had 13-7-7 with a steal and a block. We love it. We froth it. We're all over it. It's great. But it's just not real. 30 minutes for Jokic only. 30 for the headmaster, 30 for KCP, 23 and 25 for Gordon and Porter. It's just not what's going to be the case every game. We keep these data points in our head, like in case Ponder goes down or Gordon goes down, then yeah, we get excited about what Peyton Watson could do. If KCP goes down and they start Brown, well, he won't, probably won't do this, but that becomes interesting. But they're not ads based on this. And I know it sounds like I'm getting angry. I'm not. I'm just trying to be really like, I don't know, direct and really like, not, not even forceful, just like, it's really important to understand the context behind so many of these different things. Let's talk about the other guys, though. Jokic had 28, 14, and 5. Michael Ponder had 20 and 9 with four threes. He's been unbelievably impressive to start this season, uh, Porter. Gordon, after playing a lot of minutes in game one, has dropped down significantly. Obviously, blowout here. Um, just the nine points for Az, but three blocks and a block. Well, case, uh, and a steal, sorry. Well, KCP just scored seven in 30 minutes, but he's bringing the steals. I would treat KCP, and I talked about him on the waiver wire show early, as a droppable points league guy a streamable sort of fringy 12-team cat guy, but realistically, more just a steals specialist. The other stuff comes and goes. And even after some you know, strong performance, like he's 64th for the season, that's good, but it is on the back of a lot of steals. Reggie Jackson had another six assists and two steals. He's been solid enough as a bench streaming option as well. For the Thunder, it was just bad. Like Chet Holmgren got like eaten up by Jokic, but let's be fair, Anthony Davis got eaten up by Jokic. So if you're going to hold it against Chet, mate, he can't hang in the NBA. He's probably a bit too skinny, yeah? All these guys are going to beat him up. Well, literally nobody can hang in the NBA then because Jokic is going to eat all of their asses. Giggity. That's just what's going to happen. It wasn't good for Chet. He still had 19 and 4. The Bronco had 13, 3 and 5. Again, pretty strong. I would say, now throw it, I'll throw it out to you guys as well. I know you can't respond in real time because this isn't going live. Have you been a bit disappointed with the start to the season for Jalen Williams? He's been okay. Like, he hasn't been bad. But, you know, I, I was, I've been here, and I was always higher, high on him at the start of last season. 
and then got lower on him when people were like, man, he's unbelievable. He's his future all-star. I see, I saw someone, I don't even know where I saw, I saw some crazy comparisons for this guy. I'm, like, I'm not sure I see that. And I, I would say that those people who see that might have been a little underwhelmed by the start of the season. He's probably a bit under my expectations as well. Hasn't been bad. He's still really good. But I don't know. Would you say he's been under? I guess so. Lou Dort, 21 minutes only, 10 points, a steal on a block. The steal on a block is nice. I just do not think that Lou Dort belongs in a 12-team standard league roster. Well, Shea Gildas-Alexander. Um, yeah, I guess we're going to drop him. Like, I don't know what more you can do. Like, can this bloke ever hit a shot? He's actually trash. Uh, 13% shooting. Oh, you got to drop him. Well, I can't wait any longer, mate. It's week one. What more have I got to do? These other guys out here I can add. What about Christian Brown? That's easier swap for Shea, yeah? <laughs> seven, four, and seven for Shea. The thing I would take out of this is, yes, that's a horrible shooting night, and he was just not very good. But one thing that I spoke about ad nauseum, and it made me nauseous talking about it as well, to be fair, is that I'm not, I said I'm not sure that Shea repeats exactly what he did last season because 11 free throws a game and 91% is a bloody hard bar to get to. He saw such a gigantic leap in free throw attempts last season. I was like, ah, I'm not 100% sure. He can't get anywhere near that at the moment. That's not to say that it doesn't change and he starts getting double-digit free throws again, but he's nowhere near it. What do you have here? Three or four from the line. That's hurting him. He's still good. He's still awesome, right? But that's hurting him. Um, Yeah, I, I facetiously am saying to drop everybody, and I'm not saying to drop Josh Giddy, but you have to be worried. This is why I was like, I'm not really sure about him in the 50s. It doesn't make sense to me because I don't know how he gets prioritized with these other players. I'm a little bit worried about how it all plays out. And so far, I it's trending that way, yeah? 31% shooting, 9, 2, and 3. I wouldn't drop him, but it is trending in the wrong direction. I'm also been impressed with Kaysan Wallace, who had 7 and 3 with a triple one. I don't think that they will let him take over from Dort this season, but he is absolutely 100% the future starter in place of Lou Dort. Well, that's how they're viewing things at this current point. Today's episode is brought to you by, yes, it's brought to you by PricePix. Yeah, that's who it is. Um, PricePix, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because you don't have to sit around here with spreadsheets and a million algorithms and have 24 hours of your day taken up to put up lineups. It's just player projections. You go in and go more or less. That's it. There's so many different player stats they throw out there. Um, it can be done super quickly. You can win up to 25 times your money back as well. That's um, you know that, that's really what this is about. Fun, speed, great payouts, and just ease of use. Like that is what Prize Picks is about. They've also got their reboot policy. So if someone gets injured in the first half of a game of college football top 25 or the NFL and they don't return the second half, well, they just get rebooted. So go to pricepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepix.com slash LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Let's go into game two. And this one ended up there's a bit of a blowout as well. The Hawks on the road, beating the Bucks. AJ Griffin Jr. beating Adrian Griffin Sr. 127-110, the final score. The Hawks went with a really tight rotation early on. Griffin didn't play at all in the first half, so just eight guys there. And there are numerous different things. And maybe I've buried the lead here, but Jalen Johnson's a starter now. 
Now you look at that and go, well, that, what's exciting there, Josh? 26 minutes. Well, he played 17 first half minutes and then picked up, I think, three fouls in about the first two minutes of the third quarter. Might have been two fouls. Anyway, after about two minutes of the third quarter, he had four fouls total. He ended up with 14 and seven, two steals and a block. And he has been my featured stream of the day the last two days because he's still available in over 50% of leagues. Now I'm going to guess that by this time tomorrow, he won't be. Just go and add him. Like, don't overthink this. Just add him, please. DeAndre Hunter also got some early foul trouble and he only played 24 minutes. So it meant the depressed penis coming off the bench played more minutes than both Bay, uh, both Hunter and Johnson. I don't think that's going to be regular. Bay had 13, 9, and 3, which is fine. But I don't think you need to hold him in 12s. As for Hunter, yeah, look, the four steals are really interesting. But remember two days ago, Sadiq Bay had four, five steals and it's just not a repeatable number. Hunter is okay. If you want to take a stab as a like a 12-team streamer, maybe more for points leagues, but I'm not really buying it. Uh, DeJounte Murray, 30 minutes. Now, there will be a lot of people, again, because we all have different opinions, right? A lot of people who will be like, man, this is a huge buy low for DeJounte. And I look at it and go, eh, that's probably about right, to be fair. 30 minutes, 15, 1 and 5, 2 steals and a block. But that's because I come from a baseline of going, He's not as good as what you might think he is versus what he did for the Spurs back then. That was just someone putting up numbers on a terrible team. Shout out to Keldon Johnson. And I think that what we've seen from him last season, all the years prior in San Antonio, and now this season, is just honestly who he is as a player. Maybe my evaluation of DeJounte ends up being off. Maybe I'm soured by watching some of that bullshit that he was doing in pickup games, although I had that opinion before that. I just don't think that there's much like, what's different here? Like he shot 50%, didn't shoot poorly. He had two steals. I think he's just maybe this guy. Trey Young had some poor shooting again. He's still dropping 20 and 3 with 11 assists on 36% shooting. When that eventually ticks up, and it will, he won't be a 35% shooter, let me guarantee you. I'm not going to guarantee much in this show, but I guarantee you that. He won't shoot 35% for the season. So it's going to become big. So don't panic. It's all good. Bogdan Bogdanovich, 17 and 6 assists with four threes is pretty solid. But again, am I, did I bury the lead again? I probably did. Because Anyeka Okongwu played 23 minutes and Clint Capella played 23 minutes. Should you get hard over that? Yes. Now, is some of this because there was a bit of a blowout in effect? A little bit, but also not really. They played together for a few minutes, not many, but this was on the cards very early on. This was not one of those ones where, where um, Okongwu just played all the fourth quarter, and it was trending towards a 28-20 minute split. It was trending towards this anyway. A Kongwu 14 and 7 with a steal, Kapala 12 and 12. I am not saying that it's going to be 23-23 every night. I am not saying that a Kongwu is taking over for Kapala. We all think that maybe it happens, but maybe it doesn't. This is also just to show you that even in 22 minutes, a Kongwu is a 12-team league player. Points leagues, less so. Category leagues, absolutely yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I said Griffin only played the 10 minutes that was all in the second half and we can see there was 5 minutes or so of garbage time because that's when we saw Trent Forrest on the court for the Bucks, get ready to drop Damian Lillard because he had 6 points on 17% shooting with 5 assists 2 steals and 2 threes and I know if you're one of those and I am taking the piss a lot right there's a lot of urine being extracted here I know this alright and if you're one of those people who's asked those questions I'm apo- I apologize I'm not having a go or trying to embarrass you like but it is very important that this lesson is learnt. Do not panic. I will tell you if I think something's not right or is trending towards drops. Like, do not panic. You just need to calm down. Lillard, six points, five assists, two steals, minus 29. 
He was just really bad. 17 of 17 from the line in game one, zero of zero here. Free throws are very, very variable on a day-by-day basis. Very variable. One thing that I am excited about is that the big fella, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the defense is back, guys. Also, he shot 80% from the line on 10 attempts. 26 and 11, a steal, two blocks. It's back. It was back in preseason. It's back in regular season. Good. Malik Beasley, stream of the day. 18 and four with four threes with two steals. No Middleton in this game. I don't know whether Giannis is going to play tomorrow. I'd say there's a chance that he doesn't. So Beasley's back on the menu. As for Brook Lopez, again, is he worrying and disappointing? I guess a little bit. Was I drafting him anywhere near ADP? No, basically never. Because I just didn't think he was going to repeat. And he played only 20 minutes here. 13 points, two threes with not much else. Don't drop him. Absolutely do not drop him. But you can drop Punch Bob. 21 minutes in a blowout, 12 and four. When someone gets hurt, he will be great. But I just don't think that there's enough there for Portis to be a must-roster player. What else went on in this game? Jay Crowder started, and yeah, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it. He was shit. Two, three, and three in 26 minutes. He's getting minutes, and he's going to be wildly unreliable, and he's clearly, clearly not a must-roster or anywhere close to being a 12-team league player, unfortunately for all of the Jay Crowder stands out in the audience. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if you just bet on a team on a Moneyline and they win. That's simple as that. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's never been a better time to get in on the action and get with those parlays, spreads, totals, player props, futures. Just get the bonus bets first by having a $5 money line bet. So go to fanjul.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Fanjul is an official partner of the NFL and don't forget to gamble responsibly. All right, let's go into... Yeah, well, we've done that. I thought For some reason, I thought I'd forgotten something there. No, we've done that game. Let's go into the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets. Um... Let's have a look. 106 Golden State, 95 Houston. Houston were down big. They came back and the Warriors pulled away at the end because Steph Curry remains really good. 24-7-6 with six threes. Didn't shoot particularly well, but he's been awesome so far this season. And with Draymond Green back, Chris Paul moved to the bench and that is going to be the lineup. 8-5-7 on 38% shooting for Paul. Not the greatest of lines, but he was a plus 22. I thought he played pretty well out there and do not drop Chris Paul. As for Looney, 27 minutes is more than I expected, and I don't think it stays that high. 5-11 and 11 with a steal on a block is totally reasonable as a fantasy line. I just don't think that he's a 12-team must roster. And Draymond Green had 4-5-5 five five in 21 minutes. He will be fine. There are two forwards that we need to address here. One of them is Andy Wiggins, who... What's going on with this bloke? Like, seriously, what is happening? I know that I said not to panic, and I'm not panicking about Wiggins. He was a later-round pick, but he looks, like, dreadful. 13 points... And then he just tone snelled it. Zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, and zero blocks in 28 minutes. I would hold him, but that may not remain the case. I would also feel okay about dropping John Kaminga. We didn't think that there would be enough usage or minutes on a fully healthy team, and there isn't. Nine points, 19 minutes, two rebounds, and one assist. And is there a worse feel player in the NBA than Kaminga? Yeah, he's got great athleticism, but... 
Sometimes, much like former Golden State Warriors lottery pick James Wiseman, it's like he doesn't know what he's doing out there. And I know he's only young and he's inexperienced, but you watch him, you go, bro, what are you doing? And that doesn't usually lead to more minutes. It is just so hard to find that pathway for usage in minutes. It's one of those things when you see it in preseason and Kaminga's blowing up, you go, yeah, but 34 usage in 28 minutes is just impossible for that to happen during the regular season. And then you start doubting, you go, well, maybe, but no. No, he just isn't that guy. On a positive note, Gaz Payton, the doctor, 15-4, three steals, one block, and he hit three threes. He's a little Alex Caruso. And by a little, I mean he's absolutely just Alex Caruso in a Warriors uniform. He probably needs to get 23-24 a night for me to consider him as a 12-team league guy. But that line there, he's absolutely a 12-team line. I just don't know that he gets it often enough. Or Clay was, yeah, he was all right. 19 and 4 with 5 threes, and Sharich had 4, 8, and 5 in 21 minutes. Interestingly, Looney and Sharich played all of the center minutes. No Draymond at center at all. Hmm. For the Rockets, better game from Jabari Smith 14 and 8, 5 assists, 2 steals. Still really low usage, which was part of our problem with expecting a big, big breakout. That's still pretty good, though. Well, Shengun started poorly, but ended well with 19, 5, and 7. And Jalen Green played 38 minutes. 21 and 9, of course, only one assist and uh, poor shooting from the field. He, I don't, has he even improved at all this season? The nine rebounds, I guess, is a big improvement, but I don't know. He just seems like the same bloke. Van Vliet, stinker, drop him. Don't, please don't. That's a joke because someone has asked me multiple times today. Um, and I had people just with the most overreactionary comments like, oh man, he's an eighth round pick at best. Like, no. What do you have yesterday? 20 and 8 and 12 assists or something? Yeah, this is bad. 8 points on 15%. No doubt in that. Bad, right? Really not good. 8 points, 2 threes, 4 assists, 2 steals. Don't panic. It's not going anywhere. Dylan Brooks. Another solid game from Brooksy. 12 and 4, 2 threes and 2 assists. Not fully ready to say he's a 12-team must, but he's not far, far off it. In fact, if you wanted to add him, go ahead. He's playing a lot more than he did at Memphis, and he's just playing better. As for Amen Thompson, I love Amen Thompson. I'm just not sure there's enough there for him. Nine and four in 20 minutes, and he needs a lot more. And the pathway for minutes isn't clear because we, we can fire that back to the Jazz and look at Keontae George, who I think is a significantly worse prospect than Amen Thompson. But the path to minutes for George is clear as day. It isn't here. And you have to, you'd have to foresee an injury happening before he pushes into that larger role, which makes it very, very hard to hold him. Good game from the Wild thing as well. Two steals and two blocks for Jay Sean Tate in 22 minutes. But... The fact that you know, uh, Cam Whitmore can't even play when Tari Eason is injured should uh, show you why, yeah, no, you do not need to be rostering him in any 12-team redraft formats. Or even 14-team, to be honest, or, or any, because he's literally not playing. Let's look at the next game, the Portland Trailblazers and the old um, Philadelphia 76ers. A big, big win for the Sixers, 126-98. The Blazers are actually, oh, they're, they're trash. And there is a lot to talk about with this Blazers team because they're, they're bad, right? Let's talk about a couple of things in this game. Shaden Sharp, despite the blowout, played 36 minutes. He had 20 points. He was good enough. Like, he's going to have really good value while Simons is out. But everyone else sort of dropped way down. Malcolm Brogdon continues to do really well. His value is way up with the injury to Simons. He's a must-roster player, 18-5-5. But let's talk a little bit here about Jabari Walker and if there's anything to see here. 12 and 7, four steals and a block. That's really good. I don't think he's necessarily got the path to those minutes. Again, just look at this. Like we saw Tamani Kamara play 28 minutes. This game was over so early. 12 for Kamara in 28, 12 for Walker. They're both going to be battling for backup forward minutes. And you'd consider them if something happens to Jeremy Grant and he gets hurt or anything. But at this point, leave them. Jeremy Grant had 15 points in the first half. 
Um, two for the second half, 28 minutes, 17 and five, two blocks, 31% shooting. He has been very bad. No one's debating this. He has not played well at all. I think he is an incredibly overrated player who chases um, the paycheck and doesn't care about his impact on winning. Honestly, that I don't know how you can have any other opinion on that based on what we've seen, which is crazy for a bloke that was the ultimate role player on a winning team earlier in his career. That doesn't take away anything from his fantasy value because he's still going to have it. But I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's weird, man. What about Dominaton, who continues to be an absolute shit sandwich? 21 minutes, 7 and 9, 2 steals and a block. But to be fair, he attempted one free throw and he got some defensive stats. Um, he's just not very good. And I think at some point we are going to have to just admit that like he's just like a bottom level NBA starter. I still think he's a starter caliber player. And it's not like Rob Williams blew us away completely. He was pretty good. But like this is just bad for Maiden. Rob had 26 minutes, 6 points, but it's the 2 steals and 2 blocks. Rob Williams is not really a points league guy that you want to care about, but for category leagues, that's very clearly enough to make an impact. I don't think they're going to fully swap or fully split the minutes. Aiton at the moment just stinks. So does Scoot Henderson. 4 points, 27 minutes, 3 assists, 29% shooting. He looks really bad. This team is not set up for him to be very good. Simons' absence is going to hurt. And rookie point guards suck. They're so bad. They are bad. If you drafted Scoot, you needed to be understanding that, and I believe I said this multiple times in the offseason, you need to be ready and be prepared that he might not be a top 200 player for the first couple of months. Now, he's way worse than that, but he should get it together. So you've got to have patience. I would not, especially like if you draft him round seven, you're not dropping him, right? Have, it's bad. There's no question that it's been bad from Scoot Henderson but it doesn't change my assessment of him whatsoever. I didn't expect it to be this bad, but I did expect it to be bad. As for Matisse Thibault, bruh, two points, 11 minutes, no defensive stats. Sometimes I can justify, yeah, maybe we want to stream him for 12s. Absolutely not. No interest. Get him out of here. Done. Embiid, on a back-to-back, just dominated. 35 and 15, seven assists, two steals and six blocks. Fantastic. Well, Maxi hurt his elbow a little bit at the end, so let's watch that one. 26 and 10 with four threes. And the thick hogsman, Tobias Harris, has 24 and five. Good numbers from all those guys. And it was a solid bounce back from DeAnthony Melton, who I also have received multiple do I drop questions about. And the answer is no. 12, two and eight, two steals. Good numbers. Kelly Oubre, you're going to be absolutely stumped. You, you couldn't sit down. Because he's not going to believe that Cali Oubre, after shooting 82% on opening night, has turned back into mid. Like, that's who he is, right? He was fine to have for this weekend back-to-back. He's, conti- he's fine as long as Harden is out, but that might be exactly zero more games. 12 and 3. Two steals and a block is nice. He shot poorly. This is Cali Oubre. He does not engender must-roster 12-team league valuation for the rest of the season. And you can hold him, and as soon as Harden is back and you see one game and Oubre does nothing, then you piss him off. And you will also piss off Paul Reed because he has played exactly zero minutes next to Embiid. Two points, 17 minutes, very clear drop, absolute drop, clear screw-up from me as a last-round flyer. Get rid of him. Done. Bye. See ya. We're done. We'll get him back later on at some point. He's cooked. He's finished. Jaden Springer, a big foul machine in this game, but I am always impressed with his defense. But this was just a gigantic, gigantic blowout. The next one was another big-ass blowout. The Clippers and the Spurs. Big win for the Clippers. They win by, what, 40 points here? Um, 123 to 83. Some of these teams are pretty bad. The Spurs, I think, are going to be pretty bad. The Blazers are terrible. The Wizards are going to be pretty bad as well. Um, 
yeah, so let's break this one down and see what we can get uh, get out of it. For the Spurs, they went with Sohan again starting. He stunk. Like, he was terrible. Zero points, 22 minutes, four rebounds, three assists, a steal, and a block. Now, the second part of that line's great. Like, that's fine. It's not great. It's fine. Four rebounds, three assists, a steal, and a block, but didn't hit a shot. was minus 30. Their starters got rooted. Like, they got absolutely killed. And I guess one encouraging thing was the Pop said, I think it was pregame, where he said that, Sohan as a point guard is our year-long experiment. So don't expect a huge switch in that coming later. Like it wasn't like Trey Jones was significantly better, 5-2-4. and four. He's still got value as an assist streamer, but I do think that Sohan's going to stick starting. We got some interesting numbers from Chetty Osmond, the discman off the bench. Now the Spurs have a very good schedule next week, especially early on. Chetty is probably the only guy that's available to stream. And that's also why you want to hold on to Sohan and Jones because of a really good stretch to begin the week. Osman had 12 points with two threes. Zach Collins, 25 minutes, 9, 6, and 4. Nothing great there. Like, it's fine. Vassal goes 14 with 1 and 0. Not much. Calden Johnson, the horse, ugh, 5 points on 11% with 5 rebounds. He had a great game opening night and just gotten worse and worse. While it was also a relatively bad game from Victor Weminyama. 11 and 5, 40 from the field, 50 from the line. They hurt. And that was one of the big criticisms, or not criticisms, one of the concerns I had with Wembenyama. He's looked awesome in preseason, no doubt. But I said, I think you're going to have some inefficient nights. And we are seeing that. He still hasn't fully unloaded on the league. Um, he's going to get better, obviously. But not, not a great night there for him. Branham had nine points in 21 minutes, and uh, Goldfinger Charlie Bassey had six and five with a steal and a block. And as soon as Zach Collins misses a game, Bassey will become an auto-stream guy, I think. For the Clippers, Paul George had five steals in the first quarter. He only finished with five, but 28 minutes, 19, 4, and 5 was great. Kawhi had 21, 3, and 4. And the big stiffy himself, five-minute man legend, Bones Highland, another good night. I think, and we'll talk about it in a second, I reckon that's a clean sweep for the streams of the day today. Bones had 18 points in 21 minutes with four threes and a steal. He's had 20 minutes in all games. He's definitely a deeper league player. Westbrook, better after last game's abysmal performance, 19-8-3. Well, Zubats, only 22 minutes. Now, there is a blowout in there, and he was fine, 16-8. But don't expect 28 minutes from Zubats. 24-25 is probably about right. Norm Powell, 13 points, two steals, and a block. Like, that looks okay. I don't think that Norm Powell needs to be considered absolute must-roster. If you want to drop him to get someone for better schedule this week, to grab... Uh, look, they've got a terrible schedule, that just the two-game back-to-back in the middle of the week. If you want to grab Keontae George or take a flyer on somebody else... I don't think Powell is worth holding on to for that particular reason. Um, Covington, 26 minutes, still in a block, like not much going on there. You stream him maybe for the Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back, but Wednesday's got 13 games. He's not a 12-team hold. And we saw also KJ Martin play well. Marcus Morris is not sniffing this rotation, I don't think. KJ had 10 points. But remember, we still do have to wait for Terrence Mann to return and see exactly uh, exactly what direction they want to go in there. I don't think Mann's going to be a 12-team league guy. It just adds to more confusion in the rotation. And then the last game, a little bit different to all of the blowouts, we had an overtime game, and the Kings do get the victory over the Lakers. Um, good for them. Well done. Well done, Sacramento. Good victory for those guys uh, Those guys there. Let's have a look at the game as I try and bring it up on my screen and fail miserably. Um, the score was 132-127. Why am I struggling to read this? Yeah, we go. 132-127 for, uh, in favor of the Kings in overtime. I guess... Yeah, LeBron's minutes limit just doesn't mean anything. So why bother having it for one game, telling the world about it, and then it's gone? What's the point? 39 minutes for LeBron, 27, 15, and 8. Bad from the line, good everywhere else. While Davis continues to put up some really strong numbers, 
30 and 16, two steals and three blocks on really strong percentages. And D'Angelo Russell was pretty good too. 41 minutes, 17, three and nine. Putting in pretty good back end value. The guy who's not doing anything good with the back end, and that is Austin Reeves, because he was stinky. He was terrible. He had five points. He shot 8%. He had two rebounds, two assists, and a steal. And if you are someone who has been around this show for a long time, if you are someone who has a seasoned locked-on fantasy basketball listener, watcher, or just a seasoned fantasy basketball player, you know exactly what I am going to tell you now. I'll let you get it out, say it, write it down, tell your girlfriend. She's going to go, what the fuck do I care? I don't care about Austin Reeves' shooting. What is going to happen is he is not going to be an 8% shooter. He has been poor with his shots to begin the season. And I did have some concerns because he was running at like 65% two-point percentage last season. I went, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But I also 100% know about this. It's not real. It won't stick. He hasn't been playing well. There's, don't get me wrong. He was not good in this game. I have strong faith that he is better than this. I've seen him do it in the playoffs. He is better. Don't drop. Hold. 5-2-2 two, and two on 8% stinks. It's dreadful. It might have cost you this matchup. Don't drop him. Do- well, you're going to just compound the problem? Don't do it. Um, I had someone tweet at me. Shout out to you for tweeting at me. Again, this is not, I'm not having a go at you, but I just want to explain a few things. So people always, you've got to be really cautious. I have to do it as well about going off half in the middle of the game. I've heard you for years tell me how bad of a defender defender? Why does I say that way? How bad of a defender Christian Wood is? Um, yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, you said that all along, but look at him now. He's like plus 12. He's killing it. Yeah, that's cool, but he played 14 minutes for the game. He was a plus 12, but the reason I've said Christian Wood is a bad defender is I've watched him play for seven years. I've seen it many, many times, and while he has been better, he played 14 minutes, and that's just not enough for us to care in 12-team leagues. 11-5 and five is not bad numbers. But it's just not going to be also realistic to expect him to do that in 14 minutes a night or shoot 100%. He's all over the place. He's a good streamer, but it's not quite there. It was the day we got Torian Prince back. 41 minutes, 20 points, 5 threes, 41% shooting. I don't think we can obviously trust Prince. We had, what, 28 in one game and zero, and then it's all over the place, right? That's who he is. He's a streaky shooter. And while the role is there, while Vanderbilt is out, his value does bump up but it's just not going to be one you have to hold on to. Gabe Vincent also doing nothing. Two points, 33% shooting, 32 minutes. I love the minutes for Gabe, but he hasn't had a history like Reeves of being able to generate fantasy value um, in these sort of minutes. Like he just he just hasn't. Like he's been okay. He's a streamer, but he's not much more than that. We're also seeing uh, Rui Hachimura continue to play low minutes and Cam Reddish only the five minutes here. Still cannot understand why he's in the rotation. I don't think it lasts. In the end, better players and better prospects win out. So I'm expecting Max Christie to take those minutes at some point. For the Kings, Darren Fox had a nasty ankle sprain towards the end of the game, but he returned. Now we've seen that already with Dan Gafford this season where players hurt their ankle, come back in, and then they, they miss some time. So just be aware of that. He was great though. 37, 4, and 8, a steal and a block. Sabonis fouled out. Not a great night from him, 12 and 15, while Keegan Murray. Um, I love what Murray's doing at the moment, and you might think that I'm a gigantic Murray hater, and that's because maybe you haven't listened to the nuance of what I've said, or maybe I just am a Murray hater and I'm lying about it. I'm not, but what he did as a rookie wasn't very conducive to fantasy. What he has done the last two games has been very good. 17, 8, and 5, two steals and a block. And he's bringing more than just being a spot-up shooter. He hasn't still taken over the usage role that we probably need him to be to go to the next level, but he's been really good. And this was a strong game from Pants. He got big minutes, 37 of them, 12, 7, and 4 with two blocks. I'm still not buying it, even though he did hit a key shot late. I don't think he's a 12-team league guy, but you wouldn't believe it. 
I know you were stunned when I told you about Cali Oubre earlier. I know you were shocked to see 11% shooting from Calden Johnson. But this one's really going to knock you down. Harrison Barnes is back to being mid. Yeah, what a stunner. And guess what? You shouldn't have wasted the last round pick on him in fantasy. Eight points, 39 minutes, 33%, two rebounds, but somehow pulled absolutely from deep inside his rectum, he blocked a shot. He will probably have two more for the entire season. You do not roster Harrison Barnes in 12-team leagues unless it's on the final day of the week and you go, oh, maybe I just need somebody to do something. And maybe you get an occasional big one from him. Um, Sasha Vizenkov, 11 points, 18 minutes. I think he's an okay player. I just don't think he's going to have 12-team value for this season unless there's an injury. And that are the games. Well, that is the games. They are the games. They're done. All six of them. So let's take a look at my recap of the streams of the day. And finally, I'm happy to do one because that turned out pretty well. Jalen Johnson was your category league stream of the day. He had 14-7, an assist, two steals, and a block. Thumb up. Hey, while, you, while we're thumbing up Jalen Johnson, why don't you thumb up this video if you're here on YouTube? Points leagues, Jalen Johnson, 30.9 fantasy points. That's also a big W. And for 16-team category leagues, I said that the big stiffy, the five-minute man, Bones Highland, was the guy. He was. 18 points, three rebounds, an assist, and a steal. That's perfect for a 16-team league. So, of course, we love that. That's exactly what we want. That's exactly what we need. And we are all about it. So, let's go in and... Let's do the monstrous line of the night. Who do you think got it? It's not that hard to find out. The bloke's on the bloody front of the um, on the thumbnail of the video. It is, of course, Joel Embiid, who is your monstrous line of the night. 35 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists, and 6 blocks. No surprise with that one. Um, let's do the waiver wire line of the night, available in over 50% of leagues. It is Bogdan Bogdanovich. Of the Atlanta Hawks, 14 points, 6 rebounds, and 2 steals. He's a fringe 12-team sort of guy um, who does have some value, of course, but not 100% of must roster. He's close enough to it. We do, the, um, we do the young gun of the night. This is a player who's in a first or second year in the NBA, so don't get it twisted when your favorite young player didn't win it. That's what this is about. The young gun of the night is the wrong slide right there. So I'm going to go back and do this one right now. Ah, uh, producing. Um, it's Christian Brown, who had 13.7 rebounds, 7 assists in an absolute smacking of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then lastly, there were a lot of competitors for this award. Who do you think is going to be the dud of the night? It's the question on everybody's lips. It's the question on everybody's mind. Is it Scoot Henderson? Is it Andrew Wiggins? Is it... Well, it is. It's Austin Reeves. Five points, two rebounds, 8% shooting. Eight. Eight. Not 80, not 18. Eight. So who are the top six players for fantasy today? That's what we're going to get into. Um, top six players for category leagues. Number one was Embiid, followed by Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic, uh, yeah, Nikola Jokic, De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Maxey, and Steph with Giannis just behind them. Your top waiver wire players for the day, all available in over 50% of leagues. Bogdanovich, okay, yeah, we, we are, we're okay with adding him if the schedule makes sense. Christian Brown, probably not. Gary Payton, watch the minutes. It was a great line. Jabari Walker, he will have moments this season, but no. Uh, Jalen Johnson, absolutely 100% yes. And DeAndre Hunter, maybe. A 14-team league guy who's pushing into 12-team league discussion. And lastly, we look at the top six players in Yahoo Fantasy Points League scoring for today. Number one was Joel Embiid, followed by Davis, 
Fox, the big Valiani Antetokounmpo, LeBron, and big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. I think you know what to do. You thumb it up and you leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.